Hello, world. Welcome back to the Ignited 42 podcast, episode 15. It's going to be a great episode. Just like last week, we had uh, Pastor Ryan. Pastor Ryan here. This week, we got Will. Yeah, good, good story gonna, last week. I'm not going to throw your last name out there. I don't know if you're running from the police or anything. So. <laughs> <laughs> I, I am wanted in about 40 states and five different countries, so that would be a good play right there. Um, but uh, – he has a very unique testimony, and I don't even know all of it. I just know parts of it. Mm -hmm. So I'm hoping today by being here, I get to learn more of his testimony as well. Um, we did get another donation. Yes, thank you. Yes, thank you. And we are working on merchandise. I know. I got that text <laughs> yesterday, and it's like, hey, I want to have – oh, and then and then we had somebody from uh, – from the high school, I let them borrow the hat that I have, mm -hmm. and then they gave us a shout out on Instagram and everything else. And it's like, I want one of these when you guys make them. <laughs> See, we're getting there. Well, it's funny, dude, because they, you know, she was while it was Sky, so she was at the at the Buena game, and then she ran into Elijah and Sam and Marty and all them. Yeah. And they're like, how'd you get a hat? And we don't even have – and she's like, well, Bobby, let me borrow it because she I, – I don't know. Her and her friends were going and and uh, and they're like, are you his kid? <laughs> she's like, no, but I'm over there all the time and like live right down the street. Yeah. But it's funny because they're like, yeah, people want merch. Yeah, so and then Sky ran into my buddy's daughter who had a keychain. Yep. And uh, you listen, you know Ignited Fortitude? <laughs> who do you know from Ignited Fortitude? <laughs> Nobody's given that stuff out yet. Like, yeah, so, so funny. Um, yeah, it's pretty cool. Well, I mean, look at it. It, it, it demands a, a question to occur, right? What I mean, is it? Yeah. yeah. What is that about? You know, and then depending on the individual that can actually sense people, a lot of times like, oh, I don't need to know because you're one of those. What do you mean one of those? Am I one of those people? Kind of, talk? of course, you know, I'm going to say, is it because I'm one of those people? <laughs> of the, yeah. Or are you saying because I'm one of those, those people? Well, yes, I'm a Christian man. Just so, say it. So yesterday too, like I'm now we're getting a little bit off topic, but here we go. So I went to, I had to go do a, an appointment at work and <clears throat> I had to go into the building and not taking phones because it was, you know, secret stuff. And I go in there and um, I meet with the guy. We have our masks on, you know, and he goes, it was ignited fortitude. He's like, you go to Calvary? And I was like, yes, I do. And he was like, he's like, yeah, I've seen that, that logo on vehicles in the parking lot. And I was like, I was like, you go to Calvary then. So, um, yeah, have you listened to it? And he was like, no, not yet. But it, it ends up being one of the people who I go to school and ministry with, His, her husband. And oh, really? Yeah. And it, I was just like, man, like what a small world. And like God working, like because it was just him and I in this big room, you know, like <laughs> not allowed to have cell phones or anything. So I can't be like, yeah, dude, get it out right now. Like, <laughs> yeah, right now. It just happened to be the hat that, you know, brought it up. So um, without... Further ado, yeah, without wasting any more time, uh, I but. got you, man. So, how do you? Here's the thing: How do you guys know each other? Uh, actually, through work. About yeah. 2015, when I got on boots on ground at Fort Huachuca, mm -hmm. uh, I, I actually, depending on who you talk to, uh, I worked for him. Uh, even though I was the provost marshal on post, no, you know, so I was, I was you were the boss. <laughs> yeah, so, you know, but but any, you know, any as you know, you I mean you work in a business that if if you're any worth as a supervisor or a boss or a manager, whatever you want to call it, you're just an image of your staff. Mm -hmm. So if you don't work for your staff, then you can guarantee that you're going to fail. Sure. The mission's going to fail. And so when I say that I worked for him, I literally did because he made sure the checks and balances were there 
And sometimes, you know, I was about to crash into a wall. He's like, whoa, 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 sir. <laughs> Let's think about this. And he breaks it down. It's like, check, Roger. Mm-hmm. Adjust my, you know, I just adjust my, my range of fire and then start blasting. And the next thing I know, we are successful, you know, creating those connections. But yeah, uh, you know, and us then, meeting him, you know. And then after you retired, um, he got a job on post. Yeah. And when I got my new job, we're now co-workers. 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 Our office is right next yeah. to each Correct. other. It's so nice. it's been a blessing. Yes. Another, because I've said it before, I was not like a good Christian at work. Mm-hmm. Um, so having him there now, like we, that's what we do. We talk about God. We share devotionals like, and at, with Everybody, everybody at work. So it's been really rewarding. Yeah. So. Even like you said, we talk about the, our, you know, our heathen in our office and he'll, he'll declare it all the time. But, you know, all our rhetorical statement literally is like, we'll still, ble- you know, we'll still pray for you. Sure. And they're okay. And what's great is that even though we don't know where, where some of them, uh, where their faith is, they're listening. Mm-hmm. I mean, to the point that, you know, he has the, the birthday gift on the wall about iron, so sharpened iron. And uh, one of our coworkers happened to be watching the Olympics and listened to those two Olympic women saying, yeah, it's all about iron. So I just heard that. I just saw it. And so, so we know people are listening. Sure. And, uh, you know, growing up where I was at and where I coached at, uh, my, my deacon, even though he may not be a deacon, but uh, he, he, he poured into me, mm-hmm. right? His biggest thing was sprinkle a little Jesus and just let it go, right? Don't have to pick up the Bible and just beat, beat you up with it. And, and it, it, I could say it wore me down, but I mean, it was a, it actually continued the process, uh, you know, going back into, you know, my testimony and how I became saved. It, you know, I, I can't say I grew up in church. Uh, my parents, you know, or at least my mom at the time, we would go to church and I fussed enough to, at a certain age that, okay, fine, don't have to go to church. Thank you very much. And occasionally I'd fuss every Sunday. I had to fight for not going to church every Sunday. And so some days I was literally in church clothes and I ended up fishing. You know, so it was kind of funny thinking about this last night. It's like, wow, I went fishing. Interesting. <laughs> Wasn't there someone in, in the Bible that was a fisherman yeah. and became a fisherman <laughs> of men? Hmm. Is there a possibility? We'll see. But there was that struggle, you know, going there. I always knew that there was a, you know, larger than life that's going to take care of me there. But I just wasn't, it wasn't my God sure. at the time, right? So we go through that life. And uh, so here I am, you know, going through another divorce. Uh, uh, and it was one of those that it was a long-term marriage at the time. So going through the divorce and had things set. And so here I am going to Bible study. I'm, I'm engaged at the church. Still not my God though. Just, just he's, he's God. And so here I am and we're going to uh, my life. My wife left me, uh, moved out literally while I was on a business trip. Let me tell you what, you want to talk about a, a punch in the babies. I, that, that was one of them. <laughs> Come home to an empty house except for your recliner and your TV. Dang. Okay. Uh, so it's like, okay. So life just spiraled in that sense, you know. Uh, uh, wife left, divorce papers literally uh, in my office because I had an office at the time. So that was still there. Divorce paper was on my desk and she was gone, uh, struggling. House was going into foreclosure. My truck was getting re- getting ready to get repoed. All this thing. So life was a hot mess. And uh, so here I am heading off to, uh, to be honest with you, my final Bible study. Yes, with men's Bible study, right? Group of men, you know, we're doing our thing. And and uh, so, yep, had a, had a plan, you know. Uh, 
I had a plan. Let's just say, you know, I lived on five acres in Colorado, had a horse barn, everything else, and already, and I knew I was not going to be found mm-hmm. at least easy three or four days, if not a week, mm-hmm. right? No problem. Because I was a personal trainer, so I made my own schedule. I also traveled the, the states to deliver horses here and there. So again, I make my own schedule. Too easy, right? So, yep, went out there. I'm rolling up on my motorcycle. I'm taking my gear off. And I'm just mad. I was like, you know what? I, I was at peace. Go go figure. I was literally at peace saying, yep, do my final goodbyes. Don't say a word. Just be one of those, you know, I love you, brother. Have a great time. And we'll see you next time. Mm-hmm. And as I got off my bike, right, and I'm taking off my helmet on my motorcycle, and I'm walking up the sidewalk, God, God literally grabbed me up. And says, I'm not done with you. Mm. I dropped to my knees on, on on the deacon's front lawn and said, Lord, it says, come into my heart and guide me for this life. Right. And so from that path on, he became my God. Right. And I walked in and became my savior. So we're walking in, we're doing our meeting greets, uh, you know, eating a little bit because uh, his wife made some meals for us to, to go upstairs. And, and, and uh, you know, deacon says, Will. After we pray in, right? What's going on with you? I'm like, what do you mean? What's going on with me? He's like, no, no. What's going on with you? <laughs> I said, well, I, said, I just welcome God into my heart on your front lawn. Like, what do you mean? I said, what do you mean? What I mean? <laughs> he said, God's inside of me right now because I was in a bad place. Never told him the backstory why that occurred, mm-hmm. right? But that's 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 what it is. Uh, so. That's a struggle. That's a continued struggle to this day. Uh, it's just because you have those whispers. Because I was hearing those whispers from 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 the evil one, from Satan, say, "Oh, you're not worth. You're not worth anything." Mm-hmm. You know, you uh, look. Your wife left you. You can't even make ends meet. Uh, you know, you don't even have a real job. What are you going to do? Your car is being repoed and everything else. Especially your prized truck that you've always wanted is gone. And. Uh, so I was hearing those whispers. I had the plan. It was ready to go and do those final goodbyes. And God said, okay, I'm not done with you. I, I, I have a mission for you. So here real, we go. Real quick, how old were you at this time? Like, Oh, where, like, I was in my I, 20s, maybe early 30s. So was this before you went in the service or was this during your uh, it break? It was actually it was my, during my break. You're during your break in yep. service. So this was uh, somewhere between 2006 and 2007. So you're looking at probably around 2007, the spring or fall. Okay. That that I got grabbed up. Uh, well, so here's here's some important things. So you went downrange, right? I'm assuming. Yeah, that's not later into my career. Okay, so you didn't deploy. You hadn't deployed. Hadn't deployed. Okay. Not, you know, Air Force deployment. Really, uh, I mean, I'm, I'm 18 years Air Force. I'm, yeah, I'm a bad mouth Air Force, but really, there's no real deployment with them unless mm-hmm. your security forces being the cop and everything else. But uh, no, I mean, I was I was deployed in Okinawa, Kadena's Japan. Right in Florida. So his first, he he did time. You did time in the Air Force. Yes, eighteen years, and yes. then you had a break in service, yep. and then you went in the Army. Correct. Oh, okay. Yeah, because yeah. I was like, wait, I know, I saw you. You were in the Army, like <laughs> yeah. I was connected. Oh, yeah. All right, I'm tracking. So, so yeah, so it was almost thirty years of service. You know, Air Force and Army type Dang. of thing. So, so it's been a minute. So when I tell folks that I spent over half my life wearing a uniform, I have, mm. you know, and, and been around the world. The world, the world, the world, and uh, and seeing things and done things that, of course, a lot of it I'm proud of. Other things, mm, kind of scratch my chin on it. But uh, so there, there's that path that I was walking on, and I was ready. And you know, I was I was a little bit, uh, 
you know, it wasn't legalistic, I mm-hmm. guess you say, at that time, but but was still walking as a new child trying to learn to walk. Oh, bro, I was stumbling, you know, hitting my head on things and sure. falling down because I was trying to find my way. And my biggest struggle before before God, you know, offered his hand and I grabbed it was a uh, it was scripture. It was Romans 23, you know, that we're all fall short of the grace of God. It's like yeah, I'm paraphrasing folks, so don't 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 blast me later. Uh, but it's like why I says I, I can't meet ends meet. I can't even meet God's intent because I'm always going to fall short mm-hmm. until I read 24. You know that you know we're all justified free and through his redemption of grace of you know of, of Jesus Christ. Why aren't we sharing 23 to 24? I said that 24 is a home run hitter saying I'm okay, mm-hmm. but that's not till later in my walk that I started digging into scripture, right? And uh, so here we are. We're, we continue pushing. Uh, I'm up and down in my relationship, and sometimes uh, I, I didn't demonstrate like we ask, you know, our Christian brothers do. You know, so we don't have to, you know, tell our families or our loved ones to to get into scripture or go to church. We should demonstrate that activity, mm-hmm. right? And just set that example. So I wasn't doing that piece until later. So, excuse me. <coughs> and so now we're in the army, right? So how long is this now? How long has gone by since the time that you were at your deacon's house and now that you joined the army? Uh, it would be, I joined the army in 08. So okay. I'm looking so like, like a, a year brand new as a, as, as a believer, as a Christian. So okay. still having the ups and downs and kind of falling back into you know, and when <laughs> I was one of those that I'm sometimes, most of the times I try to be transparent as can be, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and there was one time in, in adult Bible study through the church, we were studying a book, you know, so that the whole class was doing, but nothing but adults, you know, husbands, wives, and boyfriend, girlfriends together. And it was at a moment, something was asked and stated. And, and all of a sudden, all I could remember is I stood up and said, I'm, I, you know, at the time, I'm Will Owens or I'm Bill Owens. Don't follow me and don't stalk me with that last name. But anyway, <laughs> uh, and I just, I, I gave a testimony said, or, or, or a sin that I was struggling with. Mm-hmm. It says, I am a womanizer. Mm-hmm. I love women and I don't care if I'm married. I will go after women. I don't care if they're married. And, you know, but that's all I remember saying I was a womanizer. Don't know what else happened after that fact. I just, I sat back down after whatever I said. I walked out. Everyone's like, "Hey, thanks for being transparent." Da, da, da. And I was like, "What did I just do?" Mm-hmm. You know, I, I just more or less just okay. Don't judge me. I'm bringing it to light. Yeah, bringing yeah, it to light. Right? Yeah, for so, sure. So, so that realization, you know, so I I fought that that sin. Uh, lost many times because it cost me a, a marriage. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then here I am in the army. Uh, great time. Great woman. You know. Uh, Still not a believer, you know, and that was one of those things that, you know, reading through scripture throughout this time frame that, you know, in First Corinthians, I believe it's in 7, yeah, chapter 7 that talks about it, about the unmarried or the married on how the relationships are supposed to be. And so non-believers, then, you know, with my faith, I got her covered, right? And mm-hmm. I, but I wasn't demonstrating mm-hmm. so that she couldn't see that that I, that I'm a Christian man. She knew I was a believer. Uh, and so here we are dealing with some things up and down, never had an argument, me and this woman, you know, uh, 
We went through life. It just we just we just matched up perfectly. You mm-hmm. know, making things happen in the sense of, of course, we'll you know, as any marriages, you have the, that back and forth, but it was never a blowout. So you guys were married. Yes. Okay. So we never had the big blowout. You know, what's going on and everything else, and so here we are. You know, uh, I think this was a uh, 2011. You know, they go back home to Colorado because I was in Missouri as a commander. And uh, I'm getting ready to get deployed, right? So I set them up in, in Colorado. I get pushed out, get, you know, get promoted. I was a little bit mad about that because I already just sent my, my wife and kids to, to Colorado. I was like, I'm supposed to come up with what? You know how much money it just cost me to move them even because I have to wait to get reimbursed? Mm-hmm. So that that was a disappointment uh, in our lives. So I go down range. And uh, that, was a, that was an interesting uh, that was the beginning of the backsliding, mm-hmm. I could say, or or the standing still. Did you go to Iraq or Afghanistan? Afghanistan. Mm-hmm. So uh, went to uh, uh, Kabul, NKC, a new Kabul compound, and I was in Bagram too, dealing with detainee. And so, yeah, I mean that that was the start of it. But you know, and and the biggest thing that my wife at that time she was fearful that I was going downrange because she knew that, that my personality was going to shift and change. Mm-hmm. And she, and especially being a police officer in the military, she, she knew that there was, there, there was going to be a time that something's going to happen that she wasn't going to get her husband back. Mm-hmm. The husband that she knows and who she was in love with. And, and that was true. And I think she recognized it with the kids when I was on R&R that I was different. Something was wrong. I was, I wasn't engaging as I was before. Uh, or even now, I mean, it would be night and day if you saw me in 2012 in my R&R. Yeah, it was literally, I was a, I was a shell mm-hmm. of, of a man just because I was just, just broken and I was lost because I stopped getting to my scripture on a daily basis or, 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 or finding the brotherhood uh, among me and building those men around me that can pour into me or at least put their shields up and say, take your knee. Mm-hmm. says, I, I got you. I says, you know. But but I closed down, uh, so that was the beginning of the the backsliding or not standing still. Was there a, was there like isolation during that time? Like, did you isolate yourself from others? Uh, when I got back during R and R, yeah, I, I literally kind of, of I didn't want to go anyplace. Right. You know, so for a lot for like a lot of our listeners who might not know you personally, like Will is a very open person, like relationship wise, like. As a friend, uh, he is somebody that will talk to you or talk to anybody, essentially, and be um, a very forthcoming, transparent. And, very social. Yeah. yeah and um, I think that a lot of us, I don't know about you, Bobby. I know we had a conversation with a buddy that he he isolated when mm-hmm. he got back. I know I isolated. Like I was like, I'm pushing everybody out. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm in my own thoughts during with whatever happened in Iraq or Afghanistan. Like, hey, like I'm going to handle this. I don't want to put this on anybody. Yeah. Else. Well, you and, try to protect them, right? Right. Because you don't want to you you don't want to lash out on on a someone dropping a pencil. Right. right? Mm-hmm. And and we know soldiers and Marines that have done that yeah. to their loved ones, literally a pencil drop and they just flip that switch. It's like, what are you doing? Yeah. Bro, it was a pencil. But but yeah, did the isolation and and you know, me and the ex now, we're we're divorced now. But uh it was one of those things, it's like I I literally was trying to protect us. 
Now, you said that you had kids, or biological kids, or did she have kids bringing yes. into the marriage? Okay. The answer is yes. If you ever ask me, well, since you asked, Bobby, <laughs> that I do, I have, I have what I what I say is I have seven kids. Okay. Right? I have two bio, 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 biological. Biological. I'll help the, you out, bro. That's it. Thank I'll you. you. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm a cop, man. You know, I drag knuckles. I eat, well, I don't eat crayons. But anyway. <laughs> that's me. But yeah. So I have two. And then there's five because my significant others have kids sure. in their lives, right? Yeah. And I and I claim them as mine uh, because I've been in their lives for so long. Uh, now, the two biological are from what? Two marriages. Okay. So from two, two so different number marriages. one and number two? Correct. Okay. Uh, so, yeah. So- yeah, she's in her early thirties. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But anyway, uh, I'm not gonna make any, any comments funny. about your. Are you? Uh, are you a funny. grandfather yet? Yes. I, well, through my my son, <laughs> this guy, this guy over son, here, likes to throw yeah, that I know, right? <laughs> my son actually uh, has a child that was born uh, earlier this year. Uh, so it was just like sweet. I'm a grandpa, right? <laughs> and and the silly part about it is his his real dad is father in his phone. I'm dad in his phone. Oh, that's cool. So you know the greatest honor there is yeah. for for a father is being labeled as dad, dad. right? Mm-hmm. Or in my in my life having uh, my most recent ex. <laughs> Gosh, oh goodness, <laughs> my recent ex. Uh, her daughters were looking to to get approval from their father for me to adopt them. So it was great. I mean, I still get, I mean, there's a mending with those two girls that I'm still working on. And I'm so blessed that, that because of my faith that I was able to settle myself down and, and, and work slowly towards them forgiving me, or at least walking me back into their lives and hearing my, uh, uh, my 25 year old daughter to say, you know, yeah, you know, Will's taught me a lot. Uh, I've learned a lot. It's like, okay, that's great. And then her younger sister, that's that's an ongoing battle because she was the first one to actually say, I want Will to be my dad. Mm-hmm. You know, here she's nine years old at the time. Uh-huh. So there's a major heartbreak there that I have to literally be slow and, and yeah. careful and not push. And all I saw, I random will, will text them both and, you know, just like, hey, just want to tell you I love you and I miss you. That's it. Well, you know, mm-hmm. and leave it. Get a reply, great. If not, no big deal. So, but during this backslide, so uh, back to the R and R, right? Yes, yep. Okay. So the R and R, she recognized that, and I was isolation. Uh, she didn't say anything because she didn't know. She never dated or married to a military. No one in her background in her family was ever military. So, yeah, that's so hard. That's hard. Yeah, that's, yeah. So you have your you you have two people lost mm-hmm. at the same time, and one knows that I'm I'm a Christian man, and doesn't know how to help. Mm-hmm. So, excuse me, <clears throat> got me all stressed out with <laughs> uh, me coughing. Uh, so I go back down range. How long was your R&R? Two weeks. Was it two weeks? Yeah, about two weeks. It, it was literally at the, if it was, if it was sooner, it was literally at the tail end of my, my 13 months. Okay. So, which most folks don't go to R&R mm-hmm. that late in their, in their tour, uh, but you know, I was at an Air Force location. So, <laughs> so you, so you go back, and then how long was that deployment? Uh, the tail end of that was about another two and a half months. Okay. Uh, uh, so out of the thirteen months, so I go back and uh, and run things that point, and then uh, so we come back and we're getting stationed to Germany, right? So again, 
struggling and, and, and we're, 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 Willie Mones is backsliding in a bad way now because he's falling behind. Uh, so we're in Germany literally to a certain point that I had to leave them back in the States because I had to be in Germany by the end of the physical year. So the physical year with the military is like 30 September. Mm-hmm. So I had to be there and we're still waiting on a signature for, for my youngest daughter's passport because mm-hmm. the, the government at the time failed to process, uh, oh, the, the signature is over six weeks old. Well, we sent it to you 10 weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Now it's late. Yeah. So that was a that was so that was one of those things I, you know, could I fought the issue and say nope, I'm staying a little longer till I'm gonna move here with my family, and so, you know, what was the blessing there was I already had the house. You know, household furniture was rolling in the following week, and uh, so here we are, uh, late 2012, going into 13, and and it hit January 2013. Uh, Pretty much passed out of pain. had 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 surgery. had an obstruction uh, in my bowels. I thought it was because I ate a hot dog, but it was something else. Uh, so I was, <laughs> bro. I kind of question now when I eat hot dogs. It's like mm. <laughs> <laughs> what is? I was in the hospital for a week, two weeks, almost three. Uh, so, so she went. Of all things, she went grocery shopping. You know, I wasn't feeling well because I had that hot dog. So I thought it was upset stomach. So I'm blowing up her phone. Of course, I'm upstairs in the bedroom, and my uh, one of my daughters was out there playing games. You know how the young are right now, playing a game, so she's not hearing. Mom's phone is literally in the house mm. underneath the chair. I was just like, and I'm sprawled out on the tile floor because the cold was feeling good on my midsection. And she, she walks in, and my daughter's like, I didn't know what to do. Something's <laughs> wrong with William. Uh, she unloads the groceries. We're driving to the hospital. <laughs> And I'm I'm rolling. It's January, bro, in Germany. I'm rolling out a window. <laughs> it's hot. Turn off. If right. this if yeah. this is any labor pains, I don't ever want to give birth. This <laughs> really sucks. So we go into the hospital. She drops me off, and uh, the last thing I remember is uh, two individuals in the ER grabbing before I hit the floor because mm-hmm. I passed out from the pain, and. Uh, so she walks in, figuring out where I went out, and they literally they had me on IVs, they had me on morphine, and I'm complaining. You got to juice this up. I said this morphine's not working. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm still feeling pain. Uh, so yep, I went into surgery, and uh, they 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 cut out about uh, between 18 and 23 uh, centimeters or millimeters of my my lower intestines, and so I was I was wide open, and you know so. We knew we were. We knew then before we went to the hospital. You know, my wife at the time, uh, we were problems. So we went our first uh, counseling session. Didn't go so well, mm. right? And, and our counselor, I don't know if she's still a counselor, marriage counselor. She probably got fired uh, <laughs> just because she 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 approached it in a, in a manner that all of a sudden it became. I became the focus during our first introduction counseling session when it should have been both of us because we're new. And so I, I made a statement uh, which wasn't clarified by me uh, or allowed by me that, okay, you know, one of those things is like, yeah, you know, since I w- really didn't want to get married anyway. I was ready for it. And it wasn't that I wasn't ready. is that the statement came across. That's how it came across. It was like, 
It says, I wanted to be married to you, but I don't think we were really set to be married. Sure. Uh, we got married for the right reasons, but we weren't set for the right reasons. Mm-hmm. Uh, because, and then so, so she went to counseling still, uh, which was apparently a straight nightmare because all of a sudden the, the distance became bigger and bigger mm-hmm. between me and her. Uh, but during my hospital stay, I was still having that feeling that, you know, I'm by myself. Uh, no one cares. And I told that to to her over over the last you know year and change when I would go visit. And I, and I apologize. And she would tell me, I mean, I don't know whether or not if you've if you've experienced memory loss, it's, it's not a good thing. Uh, she was t- she was telling me, I was like, you know, and I told her because I called her out. It's like I felt like I was abandoned while I was in the hospital. I could only remember seeing you maybe once or twice and the kids once. She's like, uh, no, because I was there every night. The kids came out every other night, and I showered you every other night when I came to visit, and the kids weren't that weren't there. Mm-hmm. Because you know how you are, William. You have to stay clean. I was like, well, if I can smell myself, <laughs> yes. But I'm hooked up with a you know a big old IV in my arm, so this had to be taped up, and so she, I literally, and I couldn't bend down because I was split open. Mm-hmm. So she literally had to bathe me. And then I was like, oh, I could only remember those just a few times. And she goes, did you remember at the time, it was the, the vice president, uh, who's currently the president, came and visited and sat with you for a while and talked? I was like, nope. <laughs> sure don't. You know, I mean, she even said that. She goes, I crawled in, night, in bed with you until, until you either you fell asleep or I was told that I'd leave because you could not keep warm. I said, I don't remember none of that. Mm. That's important, sure, right? Sure. Well, especially uh, when you're making a statement that you felt alone and she was actually there, yeah. Correct. So, and I just, we were in a session that I said that I, we shouldn't have never been married. So the continuation of the backsliding was occurring because mm-hmm. I wasn't grabbing on the, my faith, you know, saying, hey, God, I says, I need your help here. I says, mm-hmm. I'm struggling. I'm, my marriage is struggling. I'm physically struggling. And so here we are and then, you know, and then, Emergency happens. I mean, so we're falling apart. And so, of course, when I leave the hospital, guess what day it is? Valentine's Day. <laughs> right? I'm not in that mode. I mean, we weren't. I think maybe the kids, you know, made a homemade card for Happy Valentine's. And and that's a, a vague memory. And uh, so here we are. I'm at the house recovering and not knowing because she told me later that she literally would cry and, you know, she was never downstairs because I I can I couldn't make the chance of going upstairs because of the surgery. So we laid out a nice great cot that was that allowed me to lay decently. Uh and then something occurred and we we got into it. I mean, my mother-in-law was on the phone, you know, at the time. The kids were in the room and we're we're just at it, man. Just like two rabid dogs mm-hmm. looking for a piece of meat. And I just kept telling her, it's like, you need to back away, back away, back away. She goes, why? Are you going to hit me? It's like, no. I said, this is for our safety that we could back away from each other. And, uh, that, that was the, the final, the final of the marriage. Uh, so some things happened in her life that her father passed away. So emergency going back to the States with her and the, and the girls. Uh, er, uh, we did a re- early return of dependence. So now I'm by myself, right? <clears throat> Met a young lady uh, during that time frame, and still married. So you could say it. Yep, you're good. I had a, I was <laughs> having an affair, mm-hmm. and I was being an adulteress. Uh, 
but not a womanizer. But still, I get, uh, see, that's semantics, semantics. <laughs> <laughs> but so, you know, here I am, you know, with this other woman who I still have a relationship with, you know, even to this day. And and we're off and on, we're off and on. And, and literally, it, it was a great time, but still wasn't right, right? I'm still recovering from the surgery. And the backsliding literally put more stress on my relationship with this woman. Uh, even though we're still in each other's life, uh, it, we were, we've were we been off and on, off and on since 2014, 13 time frame. And so it's like, okay, you know, she became a Christian. She was a, you know, a young Christian, all, you know, got baptized and following the path and falling away and make, she does her, what she needs to do. Right now, I I'm not sure because uh, I'm kind of disconnected with her at the moment, even though we still talk. So here we are at this time now, you know, that coming out of backsliding. Uh, I remember the church from, you know, with Steve and I talking about, so you know what, let me come in here. Because uh, I'm not a big fan, you know, because I, I like to be engaging, as you know, as you guys already stated. Uh, come on, give me mm -hmm. meat and potatoes. Mm -hmm. You know, I'll, I'll even cook it the way you want it, and I'll start putting my dressings on it so I understand what the book is telling me. Mm -hmm. Give me the meaning of it and how I can apply it in my life. Uh, and that's what's great about Calvary. Here's what it means. This is how you can do it. And this is a consideration on how you apply it in your life. A lot of it, it's it's a no-brainer. It tells you how to apply it in your life. We just have to connect it to make sense to mm -hmm. us, right? Uh, so here we are. And so I was like, okay, we're back on it. And so at the time, you know, like I said, as a as a new believer, you, you're making mistakes left and right, mm -hmm. right? You you fall. What what did we talk about number uh, last year or so? That that God diet. Mm -hmm. I'm gonna have God in my life at this time. Mm, let me walk away from God mm -hmm. for a little gotcha, bit. Gotcha. You know, back and forth, back and forth. That was where um, <laughs> where I was struggling at that time. Where I was like, well. Today I'm going to be Christian, and tomorrow maybe not. Mm -hmm. But I'm going to go on this diet today because I need God today. And um, and we had many conversations like that in my office about, <laughs> hey, like it, the struggles that we had at yeah. that time. And um, that was, I think, one of the biggest obstacles for me was going all in and staying all in and not looking at it as a diet, looking at it like it is what lifestyle. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, and yeah. it's what you need to, to right. live, right? Like you need the, the bread of life, you know, like, mm -hmm. um, so that was, that was one of the conversations we had. Yeah. So, so let's go back just a little bit. So we get the timeline, right? So you, your, your wife at the time comes back to the States because her father passes. Correct. And then you get in this other relationship and then when did, when, so this is what you're, Still 2012? No, 14. we're now we're 13, 14. Okay, 13, 14? Yeah. When she came back? Yeah. When she came back? Thir States, she came in back you, in 13, 2013. Okay, and you're still in Germany. How long were you in Germany for? Uh, until 2015. Okay. And then what year did you guys get divorced? Uh, I got to put that on blast. <laughs> Sadly enough, uh, it's been a year. Only a year. Because we, we had some, yeah, exactly. A, a year from right now? Yeah, literally just a year. Oh, okay. Literally, yeah. One full year as of 4th of July, this past 4th of July. Okay, so you guys were, were separated, just never filed the paperwork. Correct, the process. because okay. we, we set some things in place verbally for each other. And mm -hmm. the biggest thing was making sure the girls were taken care of. Okay. Uh, because she was still, she she was more or less of a freelancer in her work, so it didn't have insurance, uh, a few other things, medical mm -hmm. and everything mm -hmm. else. So it's like, okay, 
we'll do that. We'll make yeah. sure until the girls get out of high school. Postpone things, okay. Yeah, so, but which was a, a downside on my part because I literally am in love with this woman that, that we're off and on with. I mean- The one that you met while met, you were in Germany I, after your wife, okay. Yeah, so madly stupid to the point that I probably should get hit with a hammer, sledgehammer. Bro, there's, there's, there's people that are listening that want me to smack you with this book. Oh, I, I know. <laughs> but, but that book literally has, has given me- uh, even the simplest guide, you know, and paying attention. You mm -hmm. know, we always talk about, and some folks said, oh, no, God doesn't talk to people. Oh, no. Let me tell you. <laughs> and and uh, he, he does. And so we're we're back on track where we're at right now. You know, I'm, I'm getting back on track. Before, like I said, I'm stumbling. I'm slowly walking. And knowing that I've backslid for those years mm -hmm. that affected my relationship with this woman that that I'm in love with uh I I, I was now I'm I know what Christ is about mm -hmm. right because mm -hmm. because he's literally has saved me from destruction through these years to this point and so I'm I'm full I'm a full sprint I'm knocking things down you know I'm knocking every target down to get where I need to be sure. because I'm behind in my walk mm -hmm. and so a couple of times I've I've hit the wall because I need to slow down, but uh, but I was still moving forward versus mm -hmm. standing still or sliding. Well, oh, you know, and, and like they say, you know, it's like more like a, a marathon as it is a, a sprint. You know, because I think sometimes that's exactly what happens, right? We get on yeah. fire for the Lord, we get saved, right. and then it's like, bam, you know what I mean? Out the gate, and you know what? You don't have the endurance, and you know, just like you said, like a diet. It's a perfect example because yeah. you know, the, even any diet will tell you, like, hey, you have to be more focused on changing your lifestyle and changing the way you eat as opposed to. I'm going to change this and it's only the flavor of the day, the diet of the week or whatever else. And then yes. you can't, you can't keep it up. Correct. You know, and, and that's exactly what it was. I mean, I wasn't getting tired, but it was a realization that God said, you need to slow down. Get into well, you still studies. wanted, you still wanted that other, right? It's like, yeah, but yeah, I, I want, <laughs> I wanted what, what everyone else has had it. You know, I, I want to be as, as, as pastor Pat would say, I want to walk into a room and folks like, What's that, fragr that fragrance, fragrance yeah. right? Yeah. You know, so that, that's a fragrance of the spirit walking into the room that, hey, yes, I'm coming in at you. And it's like, if you don't like it, mm, go ahead and just push out. Uh, but I'm going to share with you. And and we go from there. And But yeah, that's where, now that's where I'm at, you know, and I'm loving every minute of it, you know. I'm, so, well, hold on, let's let's backtrack. So you leave Germany, <laughs> you, you 2015, come- 2015, you come to Fort Wachuca, okay. Yeah. Fell in love with this man and his wife, <laughs> shortly I, I, as and, I got here, man. And, but at that time, I mean, you know, I was not doing good. Mm -hmm. And um, it wasn't until 2017 yeah. that me and my wife were, uh, were saved. Mm -hmm. And that's when I was like, hey. I think it was 2018 that I was like, "Hey, come to church with us." Yep, Easter, um, Easter Sunday, and um, he came. And uh, we both have had struggles here and there going going oh. forward. Uh, mine had a lot to do with work and making horrible decisions in my personal life. But uh, he was always somebody that I could be like, "Well, I need to talk." You know, and mm -hmm. he would come by or I would go by his place. And, um, but it was, it was pretty, I thought it was pretty good. And I, I think after Easter Sunday, you didn't come back for a little bit, but you, yep. uh, we still talked about it. You Correct. Know? Um, so when was it that you got locked in? Like, you're like, all right, I'm like committed. I'm surrendered, surrendered more than anything else. You know what I mean? Uh, you know, you would have to look, and it wasn't. It had to be late 2019, okay. right, right about time when I was I was retiring, 
right? Mm -hmm. uh, you know, wearing the uniform for almost 30 years, my professional image now is gone. Mm -hmm. You know, Willie Moans, per personally, I knew who he was. And so it's like, okay, which I thought it was, I, I knew what he was. Uh, so, so I had to come to grips and, and, and I had to lean on God. It's like, okay, where are we going with this? You know, I don't have to work because of my retirement and a few other things really don't have to work. I work because I enjoy it and I, I get to work with Steve. Uh, but not knowing that, you know, getting back with Steve and his wife, not knowing the history of what they were going through. Yeah. I fell in love with them because, you know, I'm a, I'm a strong believer in how this, I don't know where the scripture is, Kim, so I apologize, <laughs> but it, it's about, you know, about the marriage, right? That, 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 you know, uh, Steve and his wife had it. I, I wanted it. Mm -hmm. it. It was a blessing to see. I wanted to see the struggle in them. And then all of a sudden they make it through it. It's like, I want that. Mm -hmm. I go, that's awesome. You know, and still not knowing the full story of what's going on in the, uh, behind the curtains, mm -hmm. behind the curtains. Uh, but it was still a, a, a desire because I really truly believe like, you know, when scripture talks about is that, is, is that, you know, marriage is, is a wonderful thing. Mm -hmm. And if, if you're able to submit, you know, I'll probably get beat up for this. I mean, literally, if you submit to each other and if he becomes a true, strong Christian man, that submission is, is seamless because now you literally walk through life as one, just mm -hmm. like scripture wants you to do. And no one can tell you where you start or where you, they, where they begin. They just know that that's a Christian couple. Mm -hmm. And not all couples uh, are perfect. You know, if we all know that life is not perfect. Mm -hmm. And if we keep thinking that we're, life is going to be perfect, then we're lying to ourselves because the only thing that's perfect in life is actually our relationship with God. And sometimes we mess that up. Uh, but so here we are, uh, 2015, Afghan, uh, Fort Huachuca, 2019, about to retire, on the verge of retiring, finding myself, and then jumping in both feet uh, saying, you know what? It's time to just rock and roll where mm -hmm. I need to rock and roll. Uh, got into the school of ministry, and what a great time I've, I'm still having, uh, discovering things. They're going, mm -hmm. whoa, I didn't know that. Or even saying, that doesn't make sense. Mm -hmm. you know? and, mm -hmm. and that's what's nice about you know, you know, Steve being in the school of ministry, because we, we actually burn about 30 minutes after class, mm -hmm. maybe 45. And, and, and we do the fellowship. We, we we talk about what we talked about in class and we we will we'll, we'll buck heads and saying well that doesn't make sense oh maybe and then all of a sudden something comes up and we're looking through scripture to kind of match it up so that, I, I know I got one of those text messages we couldn't figure it out yeah ooh. and I, I still kind of struggle with that one I just still I want to put hands on Benny, but I love him too much. <laughs> I don't want to go to jail either. So it was like <laughs> lay hands on him, but in a different way. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, but yeah, so that's where I'm at. I, and you know, talking to you know Steve about this, and kind of he kind of poked the bear. Are you ready? I'm like, not really. <laughs> I said after listening to Pastor Ryan, I'm like, my testimony's not that real. But no, but it but, is real. It, it doesn't is. matter. On, yeah, you know. And I was like, wait a minute. So we all have different struggles, and my struggle here, even to this day, is 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 life. And when I say life, is that I struggle with those whispers of saying you're not good enough. I knew where I was at those many years ago of taking my own life. Mm -hmm. that, and when when I told someone this, that I go, that's a constant struggle. They're like, what are you talking about? I was like, no, you don't understand. You don't understand how far I was ready to go. Mm -hmm. And so those whispers occur, uh, but now I, I have 
you know, God has allowed me to to bring these men into my life that I could pick up a phone. It's like, bro, I'm having those moments. And he knows a, well, year, it, a year ago. Yeah. And that's what I was going to ask about because I know him and I were talking about, you know, testimony and stuff. So bring yeah, that up. Yeah. So a year ago. A year ago, November. Okay. Uh, you know, my lady friend and I, we literally, she decided the last... <laughs> the last minute that she wasn't going and said mm-hmm. that I wasn't paying attention that she didn't want to go. So I'm driving. They were going on a trip. To going on a trip to, to Wyoming. Wyoming. Kelly, Wyoming. 18, 16 hour drive, right? And so here it is, three in the morning. And I'm mad. I'm just driving. I mean, not, look, let me tell you what I had in my truck, okay? Mm-hmm. I had both nine mils. I had a rifle. I had my bow with, with some broadheads. So, and a lot of ammo. Okay, mm-hmm. I'm going into no man's land, Wyoming, where when I got there, there was really no cell service at the cabin I was at. So, uh, which I made the trip after the fact. And I called them up, right? I mean, actually, there's been a couple other incidents before before the Wyoming trip that I literally was in a spiral. Mm-hmm. I had to call the chaplain on one, but he was busy. I called Steve on this just, just to talk things through. You know, uh, so I struggle with with, with the the thoughts of suicide. Mm -hmm. Uh, But guess what? You know, with strong Christian men around me, I'm able to say, hey, I'm having a moment. Mm -hmm. Uh, And literally, I literally have not just take a knee. I I need to lay down. I need your blessings. I need your shields around me. I need you to pull up your your, everything around because I'm I'm failing here. I'm falling. I'm falling so quickly that, you know, I can't grab God's hand fast enough. So I need my brothers to come and say, "Okay, mm-hmm. we got you." And and Steve is one of those men, and, and a chaplain is another another, which I call a friend of mine also, uh, and made those things happen. Uh, God, sorry, it's a little eerie just hearing my, hearing this out loud uh, and sharing it with everyone. Is it's a it's a constant battle. So here I am driving to to Wyoming. Angry because you decided to go on the trip regardless. Go, regardless, but all of a sudden, you know what was going on mm-hmm. in my mind. I'm just like, hey, well, well, it's those same thoughts that you had in Colorado, <laughs> thinking there's all this land, nobody's gonna know, Correct. I'm gone. Yes. So at least for yeah, yeah, I'm being rejected. No one wants you mm-hmm. around. Mm-hmm. No one loves you. And so make a phone call. You know, no answer first because it's three three thirty in the morning, <laughs> right? I'm not expecting anyone to answer anyway. But I get a text and a phone call back from someone, uh, and he says. Where you at? I said, I'm on I-10 heading north. I'm going to Wyoming. Pull over someplace. And it, well, so the, who, and who, who was the call to? Steve. To Steve. Okay. <laughs> Brother Steve. Uh, so at that point, you know, so I pull over because I had to go to the bathroom because I was already drinking water because uh, I was prepared for their drive. And so it just happened at that same time. Steve said, pull, you know, he tells me to pull over someplace. So I pull over. He says, you need to sit down, uh, take a moment and talk to God. Ask God what he wants you to do, where you're headed, and everything else. Okay. I said, well, I'm going to go the bathroom. He was finishing up getting ready for work. So he's calling me. I think you were on your way into work when mm-hmm. you called me back. He said, so, so what's your decision? He said, I'm, of course, he said, you know what I'm telling you? He said, I don't want you to go. Yeah. I said, well, that's what God told me to. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, because you, you telling me to stop and ask God and talk to God, that was enough for me. Because mm-hmm. he's just spoke through you saying, slow down, William. You're you're doing these things in anger because I had yep, those thoughts. Yep. I had the plan again, right? Uh, and that was fearful. And he knew a little bit of the back history of what's going on in sure. my life at the time. So so there was a you know, a slight concern there. 
And here we are. So, okay. So I turn around. I, I, I pull in back into her parking spot, you know, back at her place there uh, in, in up north of here. And uh, put the shade up. And I, it's still kind of dark. And put the shade up and, and slept in the truck for a couple hours. And then headed back, unloaded the truck. And and was kind of kind of refreshed, but, but kind of still angry. Mm-hmm. And so I did make the trip, though, to Wyoming, uh, April uh, of this year. Kid, you want to talk about getting with God? Uh, I had literally no 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 cell service. Uh, the owner of the uh, of the cabins was, you know, she asked because she knew what was going to happen if all things went well in, in, during November of uh, last year. And she's like, "Okay, I'm like it's all good." It says, you know, says I'm with my God here, so I'm, I'm all golden. And it was a great isolation in a positive way mm-hmm, mm-hmm. of getting with getting with the Lord. So well, I think you know there's a difference between what what is it? I don't know if the right word but like solitude, right? There's solitude. a difference between like isolation, right? Yeah. Cuz that's when we don't want to hear from we don't want to hear from anybody. And we honestly we don't want to hear from God, we just want to hear from ourselves. Yeah. You know, and then I think when we have that solitude, it's you know getting that time with the Lord and having that time, you know what I mean, even though you might be by yourself, you Correct. know, what I mean? but having that time where the Lord's coming. But you know, it's an outpouring of what's already in there. Yes. You know what I mean? And if you fill yourself with negative thoughts and you isolate, guess what's going to come out? Yeah. Garbage in, garbage out. Yep, you know yep. what I mean? And you get the, you got, you got the evil one, you know, feeding into that, mm-hmm. the liar of all liars, you know, start feeding you all those negative aspects. But here yeah, I, you know, and I think that's real important. Uh, you know, something that I definitely want to hit on and, and I had gotten a, a call from a buddy, um, I think it was last week. And and he asked, hey, one of the topics, you know, if you could talk about, and it was funny, it was right before Pastor Ryan was coming on, it was, hey, anxiety, depression, suicide, you know, and this, and this individual uh, has struggled with that and wanted to talk about that. So, like, let's kind of talk about that because I, I think it's it's super important. I know it's a big part of your testimony. Um, unfortunately, I've had somebody very close, one of my children, that have attempted it twice, you know what I mean? So, it's... You know, it, it it's a real thing. It is. You know what I mean? And it, and it's a real thing. And you can see, you know, you could look at a, a teenage kid yes. that goes through it and think, oh, you know, they're going for attention yes. or they're doing something, you know what I mean, whatever. And then you look at a grown man that's in the army, military, you know what I mean? And it's it's not for attention. You know no. what I mean? So I, I think to like put a blanket statement over something like that is not appropriate. No, right? it's, it's not at all. I mean, I mean, I mean you're right. It, it, and you know how they folks will tell you that, you know, when someone – continues or is recovering alcoholic, they're recovering. Here's a catch. You know, folks that have fight depression or fight or struggle with suicide, they're recovering. Mm -hmm. We're always recovering because it only takes a snap and we're back on that track again. And if we're not filled, like you said, with the right people around us and not say, oh, you'll be okay. Yeah. You'll walk through it. No, 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 no. You don't understand. If, if I'm there at that depression state or if I'm at the suicidal state and you're telling me it'll be okay, oh, yeah, it's going to be okay. Yeah, yeah, because you've already have it in your mind what you're going to do. Correct. Yeah, you yeah. know, I, I don't care the consequences. And that's the biggest thing, you know. I, I, and and we've had, you know, police you know, officers that would just scoff at it and even blanket statements, you know, of, of suicide and of folks. But I can tell you this, like you said, I am a career military man. I am a successful man physically uh, and, and professionally and personally. Mm-hmm. Right. And I'm battling with suicide thoughts. I'm a, 
over 50 years old, mm-hmm. right? And I still battle with that. Is mm-hmm. it is it a touch of depression that plays in it? Sure it is. But that's some of that backstory of my life growing up of, of abusive households and alcoholic, drunk father and all this other stuff. But he was a loving man, but still an alcoholic. Bonehead sometimes. But anyway, but he still loved me for who I am and at least continued to, to, to make sure that I was successful. So to put the blanket statement of saying, oh, that person's getting or doing that for, for attention, mm-hmm. that's just – I just – Please say that to me at one yeah, time. Yeah, how are you going to explain that one? Yeah, because yeah, yeah. you know, I may go to jail at that point because I'll put hands on you and tell you my backstory as I'm beating on you because it's not a blanket statement mm-hmm. and it's not someone that wants attention. You have those indicators that, that adults and children, teenagers will give you, but they're not the ones that are clinical. And you know what? And this just clicked in my head. It's not like – and I know what you guys are saying about like the the – the blanket statement. Correct. It's just they just want attention, but in a way, what what's going to fix it? The is po- the, but is it's the, the positive attention, right? That it's not. For. It's not me going. Oh, you're going to be okay. Yeah. But it's me going to. I'm going to stay on the phone with you for two hours Correct. and talk talk to you about yes. this, right? Or mm-hmm. hey, I'm going to make an effort to show you that you're important. Not that not that you need attention, but to show you that you're important to me. And I, if if anything, it's going to give you that opportunity to see like, well, it's not just, you know, like, I, I hope that you saw in that moment that like, had something happened, you would have devastated me. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, not making it about me, but making it about more than you. Yes, and, right. and that's like, the important and, part. Right. You're and, absolutely correct, Steve. Uh, so, if you're able to do that and that person that they reach out to, because that reaching out to is important. And if that person says, hey, let's, what's going on? Let's continue talking. Well, find, I find out what's well, wrong with And us. I think for sure, like in that sense, like, hey, you know, like, how do you, how do you walk through it? Because you're, you're like you said, you, you struggle with it. I love what Pastor Rob said um, uh, when it happened the, the last time with, with one of my children. Um, you know, he's like, it, it, you get to a place where you have these, like a deck of cards, right? Yes. And, and he, you know, like, okay, there's a situation. And then you start laying out these cards of all these different ways that I can handle this solution. Yes. You know what I mean? One of those cards is suicide and for anybody, right? Yes. It could be for any, any, any one of us, right? And, you know, you like, you start flipping the cards over and seeing like, okay, how am I going to handle the solution? And, and, you know, for some people, they flip that card of suicide over. And it's like, yeah, but I'm not going to do it that way. Some people flip that card over and that's the card that they end up drawing and pulling and, and trying to go that way. So I think to the degree where you're saying like, Hey, that's something that you struggle with. And, and yeah, I mean, it, I mean, I'm sure that we can go into, you know, biting off bit, bits and pieces of what you said, where in the sense of like going back to your childhood and, and being neglected and having that, you know what I mean? I think that's also a part of the reason why you would gravitate to relationships. Yes. You know what I mean? Of the sense of like being with somebody, you know what I mean? So I think all that stuff, like that's why when you talk to him, you knowing that somebody cared. Yes. Because I think, you know, maybe in your mind already, you, you struggle with the fact, like, it just feels like nobody cares. Correct. You know what I mean? Um, one of the big things, you know, um, hitting on this is, is when you said it, when you, so years before, right. When you were walked, uh, when you were in Colorado, when you were walking to that men's Bible study and it was going to be the last Bible study, cause you were going to yep. make that decision. Yep. The decision you know, was made. Well, the decision was made. Yeah. And and you were going to take action, you know, and then obviously the Lord got a hold of you at that moment. Yeah. But one of the things that I wrote down was, you know, did anybody know that you were struggling? Did anybody know that you're, so you were uh-huh. going to a men's Bible study. Right. In a place where you should be gathered with 
dudes. Transparent. Be transparent. Yeah. Right. Oh, they knew that I was a womanizer. It, they, well, they didn't know at the time, right? That, oh, they knew that I was a womanizer, but they just know that they didn't know the struggle. They didn't know what was they going on. They didn't know that I was going to divorce. They didn't realize that. They didn't I was, realize that your that woman the, had left. Correct. Foreclosure, the repossession, all that. Okay, so let's talk about that. How come they didn't know? Because I kept it myself. Okay, why? I, I, as you, it was pride. Sure. It was that ego saying, "This is trying to do it on my own." Mm -hmm. Right. I mean, that's the biggest thing that we have to remember. That you know, we have brothers and sisters that will walk with us in Christ, but we have to lean on the Lord fully. You know, commit to that trust, that reliant trust in Him that we're going to be okay. But we just we still have to do our part. Right. I mean, we can't say, you know, Pastor Pat will say it too, that, oh, just believe in God and everything's going to work out. Mm. No, there's a part of us as believers, as Christians, we have to do some work also. Mm -hmm. We have to get into scripture. We have to minister to the folks here and there to ensure. It goes back to what you guys have said a number of episodes back of having that Peter or Paul mm -hmm. and Tim. Paul Timothy. Mm -hmm. So it's like, Yeah. You're right. You know, it says if you don't have those 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 left and right limits per se that you can pour into a young man or, or a child or even someone that needs to be poured into, but you you know your goal is to mentor a young man into being a stronger Christian man, then have that senior. Right. Sometimes, you know, Steve doesn't think that he's my senior, <laughs> but it's a it's him giving me feedback and, and and causing me to to and pouring into me sometimes that I forget or mm -hmm. he'll remind me of some devotional that I shared with him in the middle of my rant. Right. So this is what Will likes to do and I've mentioned this before on the podcast where he likes to say like Steve has this great idea like everybody <laughs> needs to listen to what Steve has to say right now. And that's I mean that's one of the things he does. He he likes to call you out. Push people out of their comfort zone. Um but and it was a devotional about like how you have to unclench your fists, yeah. right? Like you have to be able your hand has to be open in order in order to hold a hand, right? Mm -hmm. And um he was he was he was angry like and this was last week like, <laughs> like he was angry you didn't and, have to bring it up so and, recent, like it was and, recent and like he was standing in his office and like and he was like like go, just going off but his fists were clenched yep. and i just walked in and i was like hey unclench your fist and i walked away that's all i said like and he shared that devotional with me and i was like hey that was your <laughs> devotional, bro. Like, unclench your fist. <laughs> and so, and then the backstory of that that devotional was literally talked about our kids, right? Mm -hmm. When they're born and when we were born, their hands are closed, right? Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. and they don't, they can't grab our hands or our finger until they open it. And then all of a sudden they grab it. And how did it make you feel when that your child grabbed your finger in that hand? Oh, my goodness. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm this child's everything. Sure. And then we reverse it thinking, oh my goodness. With the Lord. When I grab the Lord's hand, he's got to feel the same way. I feel the same way that you're my everything. So so even during this week up in Phoenix in my class, I tell myself, I'm going to your fist. Because I was ready. I was starting because I, I was getting those emails like, come on, man. I, said, I gave that to you. But uh uh, but yeah, you know, and that's and that's the great blessings that that we have at work. You know, we have and there's a few other Christians in there just and that was just because of a discovery of, of one of us asking the statement or kind of tipping our hand and they say, oh, yeah, I'm a Christian. Uh, and 
and we have, you know, I thanked our boss, you know, I still thank our boss about allowing us to, 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 to share our faith mm-hmm. and not saying, oh, you can't have that in this office. Mm-hmm. But it, it's, we're pouring into to a group of men and we're not trying to pour into them, mm-hmm. right? Because all we want to do is sprinkle a little bit of Jesus and we go from there. And Well, and I think if you want to be the most effective is really being able to give yourself to what it is, right? Because yeah. a lot of times it's like, I just want to be helpful and I want to help people out, but you don't help anybody. There you go. Going back to, you know, you were going into a Bible study and people didn't know exactly what was going to happen after that Bible on. study. You know right. what I mean? And you're not helping anybody because guess what? There's, there's going to be people that are listening to this that struggle. I've already told you, somebody's reached out, you know yeah. what I mean? That struggle with those suicidal thoughts. Correct. You know what I mean? And and it's, it's I mean, it's very real. You know what I mean? And, and, you know, going back, you said one thing, you know, it's that pride, right? Yes. You don't want to, you don't want to, uh, let people know what was going on because you had that pride. You wanted, you wanted to be, Owens has it all together. Yeah. He's got this, like, look right. at, yeah, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And and there you go. That's that whole Cain and Abel situation, right? Where it's like, we want the appearance of looking spiritual, but we don't want to do the steps necessary of what it takes. Yeah. You know what I mean? And and what ends up happening, you know, in Cain and Abel situation, he's upset with Abel and he's going to take life. Yes. You know what I mean? We get in a situation and like you, you're going to take life. But it was yourself. Correct. And either way, whether it would be Kane's situation or 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 your situation, you're thinking that the only solution is taking life where yep. God already provided life. Correct. Jesus had his life taken so that we could live. Correct. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's like, and no matter what I do, no matter what actions I take, no matter what, you know, even even drastic measures I take in the sense of, I'm going to fix this. I know how this is going to resolve. It doesn't resolve it. Correct. It causes more harm than good. Yeah, it causes uh, more harm it, than good. There's an immediate fix. But uh, it, the thing is, too, like, I mean, last week is a, a great tipping point when, when having Pastor Ryan on here. Uh, and that's a discussion that Steve and I had. Is like, we all have our testimony. Mm-hmm. We all have our struggles. Uh, we all have our failures. And the biggest thing that we have to remember is that uh, we're not alone. There, There's men and women out there that are going through exactly what you're going through. What's yeah. going like you said, you someone reached out to you about the suicide and depression. Hey, I'm gonna you know, in in the world sense, I am a accomplished mm-hmm. man yeah. in all aspects. And I battle. Not on a daily basis. I just know it's there, but I have you and you know, and then hear you hearing the you know, of course, the world hearing some of my <laughs> issues and concerns that I'm struggling with. Okay, guess what? It makes it even better because I'm not allowing my pride and my ego getting away that I expose myself. I'm more transparent. And it's like, okay. And that if I'm off, you're like, well, what's up? It's like, yeah, I'm sure. good, bro. I says, I'm just in my head because of work or, or I'm, I'm working through something because I had to read a hundred pages and I'm behind a week in, in class. <laughs> Don't want to engage in you right now. Cause I'm mad. Cause I'm I behind. Think it's, I think it's important to say you're only as alone as you allow yourself to be. Mm-hmm. Well said. Or, or uh, you're only as alone as you make yourself like, because all of us have somebody that we can reach out to. And, um, you know, I, it's, a sh- it's hard sometimes to say like, Hey, will I struggle with this? You know, mm-hmm. but it's, it's good to know that, um, you can, right? Like, and I'm not going to lie, like the, the being able to do that, once you do it the first time, once you say it, like, it feels so good, like to just let yeah. that out, like to be like, 
man, I struggle. I struggle with pornography. That was the most awkward podcast we ever <laughs> yeah, did. Dude, it was hard to but, like, but like it was saying hard to that, like, I, I can tell you right now, since that, I have not done it. Since I've said it, I have not done it. Like, oh, I struggle with it. No, well, I mean, I, I'm sure I will. But since that podcast, I haven't. Being able to talk to somebody. Yeah. And that was the whole idea behind this podcast was we want to reach people. We want to create a community. We want to be able to say, hey, you, you're you not alone. You have somewhere you mm-hmm. can go. Uh, originally, it was intended we wanted to just focus on men. But we've had such a, a, a great feedback from everybody that, hey, okay, like, let's do this. And Let's talk about that. Well, and bring it to the light. Yeah. Yes. Herman, you, you have to bring it to the light. And, and I think that's what people are like, why this resonates. Cause we are bringing stuff to light that people don't talk about every day, right? Like the, the conversations that we have here once a week aren't being had like at, at home in the workplace or anything like that. Like what? Bring it out, guys. Like we tell you at every podcast, hey, email us, ignitedfortitude at gmail.com. We will respond. Mm-hmm. We check it every day, like yeah. multiple times a day. Email us. You well, know? A, 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 and the fact that you don't admit it, you know what I mean? Just like in, in your sense. I mean, yeah. dude, you're, you're, I mean, I guarantee you that whatever men's Bible study is going on in the United States right now, there's people that are exact oh, same exactly. situation going into that door, yeah. you know what I mean? And, and, and saying the four letter F word. Yeah. How's your day? I'm fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know yeah, what I mean? Exactly. That's, like, well, that's a four-letter Christian F word. Fine. Yeah, yes. Mm-hmm. Well, it goes back to what you said a couple episodes when, and you got a kind of a so-so kind of comment about it, which kind of scratched my head. But about the woman thing about Bible study, right? This this is a prime example of how some men are in the Bible study. They're mm-hmm. not. They're, they they're they're prideful. Their egos in a way. And and in in a, in a clinical sense, sometimes maybe be it that narcissistic individual because I'm better than you and I can handle this on my own, not realizing, no, bro, God's gonna snap snap on you real quick. Well, and I think it's that, and then I think it could also be on the other side, not in the sense like I need to look like I have it together because, yeah. oh, but it's or it's the fact of man, maybe I'm the only one struggling with this. Correct. And then you look at. Uh, I'm sorry. This is I'm, I'm telling you that I listen. You know, uh, <laughs> is a uh, about the 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 masculine Christian man, the the, the giving into submission to a a man in a man's world, but it's like, bro, he's not a man; he's God, uh, and submitting to him. And then, of course, that we get oh, that okay, overbearing yeah. toxic, hyper, hyper, yeah, toxic masculinity, toxic hyper masculinity, uh-huh. <clears throat> and it's like, well, okay. But like you said, that's some big words, and oh boy, went in that in that in that message. But it's like, if if you're a a true Christian man, right, and you understand what Scripture tells you, and it talks about that submission that your significant other, your wife, is supposed to have, yes. But you also have to submit to God to make sure you are nurturing, developing your wife, bring them along along with your kids. So if you're not that bold in your face Christian per- man. Across the board, as a as a husband, as in in the world, then yeah, I can see you being that toxic male, and saying, "Hey, you need to submit to me, mm-hmm. bro. Don't don't you you just cross that line. I'm not submitting to you." Mm-hmm. Uh, and we have those men, and 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 I and I get where they were coming from. And like you were saying, there there's a fine line. But if you're a Christian man, a strong Christian man, Scripture tells you. On how to handle those things, because yeah, it also tells you to love them. Yeah, she's going to. What, what does Scripture say in uh, 
I'm sorry, Kim. I can't remember it. What, 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 stop what apologizing first? to my wife. <laughs> well, yeah, so know. she does the scripture. That's why everybody's like, why is he apologizing to Kim? because Kim does the scripture uh, references. After I said I would do them. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> now I know. When you told me that last week, I was like, really? <laughs> She'll kill me later. So she goes, why do you keep calling me out, William? Uh, but it, it's, I just lost my train of thought. Talking about love. Yes. Yeah. About, about, you know, loving our, our, our partners in, in, in all aspects. So if you love someone that truly, and you're that umbrella, because you know how you see that umbrella, those layers of God, and then the husband being the head of household, even mm-hmm. though the Lord is the house of, of all households, mm-hmm. and then the wife is the comforter, uh, the provider, and, and the caregiver, and then the kids come down and they submit, burn up. And I still forgot what we were going to talk about. about well, you know, the big thing, I think what you were trying to hit on was the fact of, you know what I mean? We're supposed to love our wives as Christ loved the church. Yes. You know what exactly I mean? exactly what I was looking for. It, and it's funny because my wife's like, man, husbands have it easy. Men have it easy. You know, she's like, read Proverbs 31. Look at all these things that women are supposed to do. And she's like, and you, you just have love your wives. That's all you guys are tasked with. And it's like, yeah. As Christ loved the church, like, yeah, no pressure. <laughs> yeah, you know and, what and, what, and what is women supposed to be? Our wives supposed to be respect us. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? So, <laughs> so wait a minute. You, we have it easy? Come on now. Christ loved like to mm, yeah. just drew that line. Yeah, and so you yeah. know how hard that is? I but, think we're going to have to leave it at loving our wives. <laughs> before we go <laughs> further, before they come in to defend themselves. Before we aren't allowed to go home anymore <laughs> yeah. because of things we've said on the podcast. Hey, I got two so. bedrooms, so you guys can just say, love y'all. So but, so now you're at, you're at a place where you're um, you're plugged in. You know what I mean? I remember, I remember when you started coming here. You know what I mean? And, and that's one thing that, you know, I, I think – any any church, you know, you you see people, and then you see, okay, how how are they going to be coming? What's the process of them coming? You see them on fire in the beginning, and then you see them kind of fizzle out, and you, and you know, you you have an idea, and you've you know, you've been locked on, you know. Well, thank you. Where's where where are you at now? What's what is God showing you, or what are you what are you going towards? Whatever He decides. Uh, still don't know, mm-hmm. uh, th- to be honest with you, or. What what I feel and understanding is to continue getting closer to him. You know, the school of ministry committed to that, and of course provide and do something ministry within the within the church, and and we'll see what happens. You know, mm-hmm. and uh, I was I was blessed by two men from our church, and and we were we were doing some kind of study. I think it was in foundations, and they said something. We were talking about fruits, and, and I was so humbled, and, and I'm telling you because I it echoes, and it's and so. It, I, I carry it because I want to make sure I continue with that fruit of joy that I bring into in someone's life. And and they even says it may not be having a greatest day when you see William and William may be struggling, but guess what? William's gonna do something to you and you're gonna smile mm-hmm. and he's gonna bring some joy into your life. So so when they told me that, it's just like, oh, kind of felt a little heavy. Mm-hmm. But then I realized, hey, it's not mine. God's given this to me. Sure. And all of a sudden, okay. That yoke wasn't so heavy. Mm-hmm. Let's, let's rock and roll. So uh, still to be able to do those things and, and just give love uh, to anyone and everyone that needs it, even if they're, you know, I don't know, right? It's just simply just saying, hey, just like the, uh, from from the art, your your youth group and your with your teams, coming in and just say hello yeah. and, and making it funny and realize or just like, huh. So this is where the rowdy group comes to you know, <laughs> the, the party and have a good time. And and it was just, it's nice to see that that group of young men and women, you know, understanding and having a desire. 
got it. You know, I'm a grown man. You guys are grown men. We know that there's going to be a time in their lives they're going to struggle. Mm-hmm. But now you've set a standard, like we just said, that you have someone to call when you hit that that stumbling block. Mm-hmm. And if we don't do that, then then we're messing up, right? Uh, Matthew and I were having a conversation the other day about, yeah, you know, calling people out. We go, that's, that's crazy. He's like, oh, no. I'm going to call you out if you're wrong and you're doing something. It came back on scripture. Christians on Christians like, hey, you're out of line. Yeah. Right? So. Well, and there you go. That's the most, honestly, that is the most loving thing that you can do. Right. Because a lot of times. And that's what he was talking about. Yeah. Because there's a lot of times where you don't want to say something to somebody or you see them, you know what I mean? For whatever the the case may be. And you don't want to call somebody out because you're only focused on yourself. Yeah. You know, and, and the most loving thing that you can do is tell somebody, you know, Pastor Ryan was talking about, you know, having honey on, on the beard. You know what I mean? Hey, if I let my brother walk away with a jacked up grill, <laughs> jacked up beard, you know what I mean? And if somebody else has to tell them, like, that's messed up. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so the most loving thing that I can do is to correct that person before they walk into a certain situation. You know what I mean? And, yeah. and even even if it would be, you know, hey, well, what's going on? Like, something's up with your your, your attitude. This isn't like you. You Correct. know, what, what, is, what is happening? But we have to put ourselves in that place where people know us, where people can call us out. You know what I mean? And we need to be um, trans transparent, vulnerable. You know what I mean? We have to put ourselves out there. And I think too often, and that was a big thing for this podcast, where it was like, you know, people can listen to this and, and you know, I hope that it's going to be somebody that's listening that would, you know, wants to wants to be involved, but, but can't. It doesn't feel like they can be involved, right? But through this podcast, it's like, okay, I know that I need to do something. I know I need to find a group of of men, or if it's a woman, you know, uh, you know, she needs to find a group of of women that she can gather around that can be there for her in the struggles. You yes. know what I mean? Because just like listening to you and your struggles and everything that you've gone through, you know what I mean? Hey, I have struggles. Steve has struggles. You know, we heard Ryan; he has struggles. Yes. But we can all get together and 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 talk about that. Be there for one another. Hold each other accountable, and and know that. Our struggles might not be the same, but guess what? The biggest struggle is is us Correct. being in control of ourselves, wanting to live our life the best that we we want to, as opposed to what God wants for us. Correct. And and the biggest thing that we have to remember that we're all we're like you said, it's a marathon. It's it's a long distance, and our home is not here on earth. Mm-hmm. Our home is up in heaven with God, and and, and walking among the 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 saints. Yes. Uh, <laughs> And so if we're able to do that, and that's one of, like Pastor Ryan said the same thing, you know, that this this podcast has, has a lot of reaching capabilities if folks just took the time to listen, right? Yes, I got it. You know, it was supposed to be focusing on on men and getting them straight. But you know what? Even if you did focus on on, on the men, the Christian men to, to, to stand up, you know, and man up on, on becoming, you know, Christian men— it's a valuable aspect in the sense of for even the women and, and our and our young youth looking for some guidance and now hearing grown men, if we just focus on men and hearing their struggles and saying, you know what, I got to let pride go. I got to let this ego go. And then I need to lean on my brothers and sisters. And, and our final destination in our journey is all the same, mm-hmm. walking with Christ. I, that's where we're all at, right? Our struggles are different. Mm-hmm. Our our restoration in Christ is different, but we're but still we're walking. Heading, yeah. we're, we're we're still heading in the same direction, and that's with Christ. Well, and that's what we all need, right? right? All of us need that that closeness with Him, because 
whether it is a different struggle or whatever the case is, the only solution, there's only one solution. Correct. There's only one, you know, antidote. And that is to bring in that relationship with the Lord, you know what I mean? And be centered. So even, you know, even think about that buddy that reached out to me and it's like, Hey, you know, uh, have an episode on, on, you know, suicide and all this other stuff. It's like, Hey bro, you like more than anything else. Yes. Like you need to have people, you need to have all this other stuff. Maybe you struggle differently, but you, you have to be centered on the Lord because that's the only thing that's going to help you. Yeah. You just got to let go of that pride and that ego. Uh, and like you said, you be vulnerable. And, and we know in today's world, you know, and if you're, you know what the world says, you're a man's man, you're not allowed to be vulnerable. Yeah. You know, you, you can't be transparent. You're not allowed to cry. Bro, I've broken down a few times. I ain't going to lie to you. But uh, but it's just because of where I am and the comfort. So where God's taking me, we will see. I can tell you that I'm having a great time in the, in the, in the walk, in the path, and, and watching folks uh, move in those directions. And uh, as we before we close out here, let me tell you a quick story. When I was in my hospital earlier this year, uh, I think I told you about this. I'm not sure. When I was in the hospital, right, and folks say God's not real. Right. There was a, there was, I was, I blame it on the drugs, but it's not the drugs. Cause I mean, cause I, at one time I called out to God because it was something there in my room that should not be there. There was really no room for a person to be there. Right. Mm-hmm. Maybe the drugs had got playing on my mind, but at that time actually made me reach out for God and ask for his guidance, ask for his protection. Then it later on that evening, again, had the same thing going on, still nothing there, but it was more peaceful. Mm-hmm. So, Guess what? Whatever I said when I called for God to come get me and protect me, he showed up. Uh, <laughs> I, I'm not going to lie to you. But uh, uh, with that said, I mean, I, that's that's who I am. That's that's William Owens in a, in a nutshell of mm-hmm. over, you know, over 50 years of life. Uh, just a glimpse. And if you see me around, if you know who I am, you know, come talk to me. I'll take the time because mm-hmm. more valuable than anything else, as we know, is that is is that time? Hmm. You know, even when you see that homeless person or that folks that are just kind of out of luck, guess what? They want to be recognized, and if you want to spend two minutes with somebody, that's perfect, right? They say one person can't change the world, but if you smile at someone and take their, your time and spend with them, guess what? It you just change their world, yeah, yeah, and sure. so we're making the world better by either some folks Whoa. laughing at us. Sure. Or saying, ooh, do got it bad. Yeah, well, you know, and I think sympathizing with people too, because even think of the homeless, you know what I mean? And, and I've said this a dozen times, but, you know, their problem isn't money. Their problem isn't, you know, just a sense of bad choices. It's the fact that they don't have people in their life that can be there for them because they have burnt all those bridges mm-hmm. along the way. You know what I mean? Like if you were down and out, you know what I mean? You have somebody that would call, you have somebody that would be there for you, but those people have gotten them in a plate. They have gotten themselves to a place but they don't have anybody to turn to, Yeah, you know? And so, yeah, being the light to them and reaching out to them and letting them feel like a person gives them that hope. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and it's challenging to do those things because sometimes you just don't want to because, you know, I mean, that's, I'm, I'm, I'm honest, you know, sometimes like, mm, you don't look, dude, that's a brand new bicycle. That's a gel seat on that seat. Why are you out here panhandling? <laughs> but anyway, I digress. But, uh, hey, look, uh, I have enjoyed this. Uh, thank you very much, for actually, to to share my story with you two fine men and the rest of the world and li- that's listening. And and the biggest thing, like Bob, Pastor Bobby and, and and Brother Steve has said, you know, reach out, drop that email, 
The biggest thing is ask the question. We can't help. Yes, I said we, that we can't help you if you're not asking the question. I mean, there's an assumptions that we can make uh, just because of where we're at on our on our path. But we need some guidance. I mean, if we're able to to get our our, our your listeners, like I'm part of this. Yeah, you're a part of it, dude. You're part, we're all a part. We're all a part of this. Yeah. Uh, is, you're probably more of a is, part of it than I am. <laughs> is is to to allow us to help, right? Be that transparent. Be vulnerable. And, and you know, when you, he told me that, hey, guess what? Can you make it? It's like, oh. and then I heard Pastor Ryan like, oh, I'm like you know what? I got my testimony, and it, and it's an important one. And, yeah. and God already spoke to us in a matter of speaking. You had someone that reached out, sorry, <laughs> reached out to us about asking you about depression and suicide and who walks in because you asked. Yeah. And here I am telling you that I, I struggle with suicide. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think I'll probably study, you know, deal with that until my, my dying days. But guess what? I'm rocking and rolling. I got my armor on. I put it on twice a day, uh, you know, beginning of the day and end of the night. So that I'm at least I have it on when I fall asleep. Yeah, for sure. So, you know, and just don't let that be a card that you consider. You know what I mean? And and just know that, hey, you know what, before you make that decision, you know, you need to you need to pray, you need to take time, you need to talk to somebody. Correct. You know, if you're it's and I mean like it's a serious thing. I mean, obviously we know uh brothers from being in the military, you know what the twenty two, right? Like every twenty two seconds, yep. you know what I mean? We all know that they were doing the push ups because like, it's a very real thing. Correct. You know what I mean? And I think I think especially for for military um Men or mil- anybody in the military, not just men, but men and women, you know what I mean? Being downrange and hey, whether it's PTSD and all the other stuff that comes along with it, like don't, there's, that's not the solution. That's not going to fix anything. You know, it's, yeah, it's not. Um, how can and, people and, get it? And, well, before we close it here, but the, you know, I may sound like that it was no big deal that I'm talking about suicide and what my struggle, but it, it's a matter because I was able to already start talking about it. Sure. So it makes it easier to talk about it and give you the storyline behind the thoughts and the struggle that I have. Mm-hmm. So, Well, and I think like anything else, though, you know what I mean? Whether we're talking about pornography or Pastor yes. Ryan's talking about drugs or we're talking about whatever the fact that is, you know what I mean? It, it, we want to – we we already want to hide it. Correct. And not let it know. So yeah. it's not – it's not that it's not that you're making it easy. You know what I mean? It's the fact that, hey, you're bringing it to the light regardless. Yep. You know? Because what they say about the darkness – Right, everything will come out of darkness because the light will shine on it. Right? Yeah, that's how you get it out. Yep. Hey, bro, I appreciate you being on the podcast. Hey, thank you. Uh, how do you want to let people know how they can get a hold of you? Oh yeah, drop me a, a text because if you call me and it's out of state, I may not answer just because I, you know, I got some stalkers out there. But anyway, you got uh, socials, right? Maybe not your phone number, but you got socials. I do. Do I? Yeah, you got socials, bro. Oh, I got yeah, you on I social do. media. Right. I do. <laughs> uh, I'm on Facebook. Uh, I think it's Will, Will with one L, Owens. Uh, you have to probably message me because I got that message thing that you have to, that, yeah, I don't know. I still Private. figured out Facebook. Yeah. Uh, yes. And then you got uh, the gram. Yep. We got Instagram. Don't, William William J. Owens, I think it's, it's on Instagram. So, uh, yeah, hit me up. Uh, let's talk. I have no issues. Uh, hey, I'll... I'll it was it what do you call it in Facebook when you messenger? Messenger. I'll messenger you all night long until I fall asleep if we have to just talk that way. So that way you don't hear the the the, the my voice, you know, kind of say, Hey, stop, stop, stop and but you are able to read into it and if you don't you know, something doesn't make sense, hey, there's that call button on Facebook or that messenger and let's chat. Let's clarify some things. Yeah, so, sure. 
Cool, man. Sure. Well, thanks for thanks for coming on. And my brother Will, I love this man. <laughs> I, sp- I spend more time with Will than I do with my family because we're we work now you all now the you time. gonna get me in trouble. Yeah, now you and then trouble. we're after school and ministry, and then we're <laughs> in a parking lot. And as you can see, we talk a lot. Like I mean, I didn't talk very much today, but we're at an hour and twenty three minutes. So thank you for listening. If you're still there, yeah. Um, if you're still <laughs> there. Here's a little bit of a hack. This is what I do with podcasts that I listen to. If you if you increase the speed, it's like one and a half times speed. It goes by real fast. Yeah, so even if it's like an quicker. hour and a half yeah. podcast, it goes by like thirty minutes. That's what so. I do with Audible books for school ministry. <laughs> <laughs> you might want to edit that out. <laughs> yeah. No, I'll, I'll say it. To no, we, we actually admit that in class a few times. So, uh, well, but yeah, and, and like you said, you know, we're going to close this out here shortly, and uh, hopefully, you are still on board. As we're going through, but you know, this is a real topic. This is the this is real world. Uh, some of the things I put on the comment, like we talked about, is that you know this is this is no makeup. This is no stuntmen. This is two men, sometimes three, maybe a woman from time to time that are talking about real world stuff uh, and real, real personal stuff. And for us to that are come on board here, you know, stay exposed for a long time, and that exposure of our wounds that we still carry that's solely healing. Uh, you can help us heal. Uh, we can help you heal. So uh, without everything uh, else, if, if you guys got anything else uh, you want to uh, stay, you, uh, I'm going to close us out. Pray. Yeah, I got yeah. you. I got you, man. You're going to pray. I got you. That's uh, what I'm getting to. I felt to. like he was about to take his headset off and walk out. Like, <laughs> no, bro. Like, you get to pray us out. All right. Let's, let's, do, let's do this. This is short and sweet. You know, uh, uh, thank you, Lord, for the opportunity of sitting with these two men and, and talking to the world about my struggles and how— that they are not alone. There's a brother and sister in Christ that is waiting for you to just to ask the question and say, I need help. Uh, just ask for help. And so continue guiding these these two, two men uh, and assisting them as they walk through this podcast and, and reaching out to the rest of the world that uh, you stay blessed uh, and them blessed in your name, Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Amen.